Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14. Here's Pastor Ryan. So uh, here we are in chapter 14, in chapter 12, 13, and 14, the Apostle Paul has been uh, speaking to the Corinthian church concerning spiritual gifts, right? They were a church that had plenty of spiritual gifts, but they were dealing with carnality and uh, basically fleshly attitudes, pride and arrogance and division. And so when it comes to the spiritual gifts, Paul is saying, look, first things first, you must pursue love. You must pursue the agape love of God in your hearts. And you must, uh, when, when, when practicing the gifts of the Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit are, are what God gives all of us, supernatural gifts to help His church grow and be edified. When you use them, they must be done with a, a agape love in mind. In other words, the gifts are used to help others in their faith to grow. It's not about uh, using... Uh, these gifts and these talents in order to show everyone how spiritual we are, how good we are, or how talented we are. And But no, God says these are to be used humbly for his church, for the edifying and the building up of others. And so we went through that. But now in this, uh, the rest of this chapter, the Apostle Paul hits on order in the church or in the church gatherings, because what was happening was they were the Corinthians were practicing these spiritual gifts all out of order, all, all at once. And so really the message of the gospel, the teaching of the word, was being drowned out by all the chaos and all the noise. And so it's important that uh, that there's order in God's house. You know it and I know it, that we serve a God of order, a God of peace. Even in this fallen world, and it is a fallen world, right? It's a messed up world because it's because of sin, right? Of Adam and Eve, death entered into the world. And we see death all around us and disorder and corruption. But yet, we still see some order in creation, right? And uh, in Psalm 19, the, uh, the psalmist writes really eloquently, really beautiful uh, concerning uh, the sun and and, and creation. In Psalm 19, verse 2 and 6, he says, Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth. Uh, as a strong man to run his race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The sun itself tells us God's a God of order, right? Any closer to us and we'd burn up. It's right where it needs to be and it goes up and it goes down. And we know when it's time to wake up and go to sleep, uh, or the opposite, right? You know what I mean. It's a long day at that conference. So, 
But even in creation, we see, right? Creation itself, it just shows God's a God of order. Everything is where it, it, it should be. You know, generally, you see all the animals look to God for their food, for their drink, and you just see the, the glorious order of the Lord. And God wants us to be a people of his order. Because where there's order, there's peace. Where there's disorder, there's a lack of peace. And Satan is the usurper of peace and order. So we must be those to, to hear the message hopefully today and, and uh, be encouraged to see how we might put some things in order. And so we know that we're living in a desperately disorderly time. Amen? We see the chaos all around us. It is nuts. It's, it's so bizarre. We see criminals uh, hurting people, murdering people, hurting children, sexual uh, crimes. And there's no punishment. There's no recourse for it. Criminals are being let out. Our cities aren't saved. All the smashing and grabs, poor Nordstrom's. <laughs> I tease, but it's not funny. Forgive me, Father, right? It's not funny. They're, they're, to see that they're not being stopped. AOC would say, it's because they're hungry. They're not, you can't eat a purse. Come on, they're just, it's ridiculous. You want poor Visit a third world country and, and you'll see poor. We're not poor here, you know. And, but anyhow, I digress. It's, a, it's, it's just chaos everywhere. It's chaos everywhere. In our schools, they're just propaganda schools to push perverse uh, leftist ideology, immorals. Children are not being taught to respect authority to know God, to even care that he exists. We've gone so far. There's such disorder. And disorder in our scripture today begins, our order begins in the Corinthian church in their meetings. And, and, and church meetings should be characterized by the peace of God. When we come in, there should be peace. It should be clean. It should be cool in the summer, warm in the winter. Right? It should be love, kindness, cleansing, cleanliness. Amen? That's what's happening here. And we're living in the times of Isaiah. Isaiah 5.20, it says, Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That, that's really the times that we're living in. And so here in verse 26, Paul continues. He says, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. He said, Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. And so here he says, when you come together, everyone has a spiritual gift to share. Everyone has a tongue. Everyone has a, a teaching. Everyone has an interpretation. 
In other words, he's, he, he had, must have come into a meeting and, and recognized that everyone was just kind of doing their own thing as they felt, and they probably would say, I'm just led by the Spirit. And so everyone's talking at the same time and talking over each other. And the question needs to be asked, if it's the Lord, if it's of the Spirit, why isn't there order? Why are you interrupting each other? Why are you speaking over each other? Why does everyone have a psalm and everyone has a tongue and everyone has a a teaching? It should be done in order. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. It's love. It's joy. It's peace. I love uh, being blessed to be a part of the Calvary Chapel movement. And the only churches I've ever known are Calvary Chapels. I went to Calvary Chapel Golden Springs is where I got saved in Diamond Bar. Then I was at Chuck Smith's church in Costa Mesa for three and a half years. And then I was an assistant pastor at Calvary Chapel Romoland. And then we started a home Bible study with just one person that ended up turning into Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hill. So I've only known Calvary Chapel. I love the peace. I love the order of it. I love that the, there's an emphasis on the Word of God, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm a defender of, of this because the charismatic friends of ours would say, oh, the Holy Spirit's not moving in the Calvary Chapel Church. It's, it's too orderly. <laughs> and, and, I, and I love saying to, to our friends, hey, you know, I know God is well-pleased and the Holy Spirit is at work when there's calmness and order and the Word of God can come forth. We do believe in all the gifts. I do. We do believe in the gifts of tongues and prophecy. We have our prayer meetings for that. We have a, a green prayer room back there that we can go in there and and. And practice these gifts in a place where, where, where it will, it's in the wrong, in the right context, uh, 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 location for that to be practiced. But I just love to be able to say, man, the Holy Spirit is well pleased because there's order. And that's part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. Yeah. We're, we're, and so here, everyone had something to say. And again, if it's the Lord, why are we stepping over each other, right? There must be uh, a problem. And it reminds me of, you know, when we, when we were kids, you know, or if we teach little ones, and you get them together and you ask them a question and all of them raise their hands to answer it. That's kind of how we can be as adults sometimes, really just eager beavers to show that we know or that we can do and but when the Holy Spirit begins to move in our lives, there is a sense of, of, of godly restraint. You just chill and, and say, Lord, what do you want to happen in this meeting? It doesn't have to be me. I don't have to be the, the mouthpiece. And just allow the Holy Spirit to just move because God is the God of order, not disorder. And so he goes on to say that each should, you know, if there's going to be a speaking in a tongue, that it should be two or three max in the meeting. Two or three max, not just this continual thing. Two or three max, then with an interpreter. And if the, there's no interpreter, let them be silent. Oh, the charismatic people. What are you talking about? Don't quench the Holy Spirit. They'll say, no, you don't understand. The Holy Spirit's Ministry to us is to lead us into all truth. His word is truth. The Holy Spirit will not go against his own word, which is the word of God. 
It is there to give us, uh, you know, definitions, guidelines, and so that we do things properly under the Lord. And he's saying, let it be each in a turn, one by one. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. And I like what he said in the previous verses, up on top in your Bibles, in verse 23, he says, Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues, right? Uh, uh, you know, mysterious language, prayer language in one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers, will they not say that you are out of your minds? You see, God doesn't want his church to be a place where unbelievers come and they see distraction and people speaking over each other or in a mysterious language and and, and to come into that because it they're going to say what's wrong with these folks here this is a place where we want the word of god to touch people's lives this is a hospital and the key is the word of god the word of god it isn't necessarily a tongue, a, 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 the speaking in tongues, if there's an interpreter, or, or it, it isn't necessarily the gift of healings. Is that what the world needs? They need to see pastors lay hands on people and give them physical healings. I believe in that. That can happen. Sure, if God wills it to happen, it can happen. But miracles alone don't change lives. Jesus healed 10 lepers, remember. Ten of them. And only one came back to him to give God thanks. Only one. Jesus was one for ten. Nine of them said, we don't, we're fine without you. That's the reality of ministry. That's the reality of church. And so the most important thing isn't the physical healing. It's the spiritual. It's of the heart. It's of the heart. It's the word. And, and so he's saying here, let it be done in, in order. And then he goes to the gift of prophecy in verse 28 or, or in verse 29. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silence. Oh, I love the gift of prophecy. I love in our prayer meetings, anybody have a word and just to hear uh, the brothers and sisters prophesy amazing words to us. It, it has brought so much edification to our prayer meetings. And the last prayer meeting we have, we had over 30 people. It's like getting, getting a little out of control <laughs> for us. Don't despise the day of small things. We love it. But, but that word of prophecy is used. It's a blessing. But that should be done in order as well. Verse 31 says, For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. So the, the, the goal of the Lord is that we all can learn and we can all be encouraged. Again, it goes back to the word of God. He said, I wish that, he goes, you know what, I, you know, I, I, I wish that all of you spoke in tongues, but better still, that you all prophesied. That you all can speak a word of truth to people. And all of us can do it in this room. All of us in this room. 
But we must study the word. We must spend time with Jesus in prayer daily in the mornings. And if all of us in this room spent time reading our Bibles, as the Bible says, to be diligent, to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. If we study daily and we seek God, I guarantee you that you are going to run into people who need that good word from you. But you must spend time in his word. If you don't spend time in his word, how can God send divine appointments into your life? I, I frankly, I, 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 I judge how I'm doing by God's willingness to bring me divine appointments. It shows me that God is well pleased in my life. I'm pleased with you. Ryan, I believe that I can send somebody to you and you'll have a word for them. But there are some where he's not too pleased. You're not in my word. You're not in prayer. You're, you're worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear the cares of this life. You're not seeking God because God's goal is to touch other people. But it only happens if we spend time with him, if we know him, if we're in his word, then you can just speak that word to people. I don't like pre-plan what I'm going to say to people. The Holy Spirit just speaks to you and to me as we study his word. And he gives divine appointments. He gives you the word that you need to be healed, to be encouraged and strengthened. And you give that to somebody else. That's the goal of our life as we're here. If we're not open vessels to be used to touch other people's lives, which the gifts of the Spirit are for other people's lives and their faith to be built up. If we're not going to do that, then why are we here? Lord Jesus, you might as well take me home. I'm done. I need to be in the game. We need to be in prayer. And it'll happen anywhere organically, supernaturally spontaneous. Man, you know, I forgot that thing at Walmart. I hate going to Walmart, especially twice. Here I go. You go down there and you go down the aisle and boom, there's the divine appointment. Ooh, you're just like, oh, it's good. You know, whatever. And then with prophecy, it, it's so important because he says that we, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. It is the most important thing in a church is the word of God. It is the word of God. God says to elevate. It says, I have, I have elevated thy word even above thy name. Trust me. It is the word of God that is the most important thing that this church does. It's kind of a marketing thing for churches. I don't do it, thank goodness. I'm not a vision caster. What's the vision for Sweet Hills? Uh, teach the word better than I did last week and love God's people. That's our vision, the word of God in people's lives. I'm not going to, oh, 2024 is coming up. This is the new. And then we just make banners and mark. This is, God's done fine without those posters, right? Jesus didn't have any posters. His vision was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So, but why did I say that? Um, <laughs> I said that because here it, 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 the word, God explains to us how important the word of God is. Look, look up, uh, up at 24. 
it says, but if all prophesy, if all prophesy, that's all of us, that's the church, if all prophesy, if you have a word for somebody because you've been in the word and in prayer, if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all, he is convicted by all, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. Right? That's the word of God. 1999 on a Wednesday night, I'm at Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs. It's a terrible, angry gang leader at the time. Life was miserable. And I was empty. And Pastor David Rosales was teaching at Rawls Church. And he said, I believe that there's people in this room who don't believe God loves them. How did he know that? How did he know me? I come from an abusive home, a home where I wasn't loved. How did he know? And he proceeded to preach on Luke chapter 7, the sinful woman who came to Simon the Pharisee's home because she heard Jesus was there. Simon the Pharisee gave Jesus no respect, none at all whatsoever. But this sinful woman who was a prostitute, a known sinful woman, comes, stands behind Jesus, begins to weep over his feet, begins to kiss his feet, cleanse his feet with her hair and to kiss him and breaks out a alabaster flask of oil and perfume and anoints him. And you know the story. Simon, I came to your house. You gave me no respect. This woman whose sins are many are forgiven for she loved much. She anointed him. That pierced my heart so much that like we just read, I felt like I felt I was crying. And I realized that the sins that were, that the hurt that happened to me was not my fault. He shared with me in my heart that that's what happens when people choose not to have Jesus in their life. They have broken and messed up homes. And number two, I believe that he forgave he, he was willing to forgive me of all of my sins of my youth. And I was tapped out. I fell to my knees in conviction. I am yours. I said to Jesus, you are all that I have. And he said, I am all that you need. So the word of God is the most important thing because it causes people to get conviction and to change their lives. And I'm telling you, there are, there are, there are good intended people out there who say, oh, the church isn't like, you know, if everyone just can't sing whenever in various songs and, and speak in tongues whenever and all that, if that's not all happening here, that's a dead church. No. Where there's conviction of the heart because the teaching and the preaching of the word, that's a church on fire. And when people walk out because they don't want to hear it, that's a church on fire. And when there's Christians who even don't like the church because of the conviction, it's too much. It's too much order in this church. I need freedom to let my wings fly. I'm telling you, there are, there's, the freedom is in Christ, but he's a God of order. Even within the church, you're not supposed to let anybody even hand out food to the poor. 
Deacons are to first be tested. Can you, whose standards are those? Calvary Chapel? Oh, they're Jesus's. You have to test. Give this to faithful men who are able to also teach others. Faithfulness. And there's Christians who just like, man, you know what? It's too, it's too structured. It's too pharisaical. It's not. It's called fundamental Christianity. God's a God of order. I get going from church to church when the pastor turns woke or isn't preaching the truth. But trust me, there's believers that just go from church to church after a year or two because they, they just want that freedom to just not have accountability. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't